Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at sierranevada.com. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. On Friday, January 17th, a new album came out from Pine Grove. Marigold is the fourth record by this band of longtime New Jersey friends. But before that record came out, Pine Grove did something unusual. They released what they call Pine Tabs, musical tablature for all the songs on Marigold. And I'll say more about that in a moment, but there's another part of the Pine Grove story I need to talk about first. On this edition of All Songs Considered, a conversation between me and Pine Grove's main singer and songwriter, Evan Stevens-Hall. Marigold is the first batch of songs written since the band went on hiatus in 2017 following accusations of sexual coercion made against Hall by a member of Pine Grove's crew. In a New Yorker article published this month, Evan Stevens Hall characterizes the band's hiatus as, quote, a period of intense self-reflection for him. He spent that year in therapy, and at the request of his accuser, the band went a full year without touring. Pine Grove fans are pretty passionate fans, and many have had mixed feelings about how to deal with the band. Some have walked away. I myself have been torn on this. I've loved the band's music, and I was also quite upset about the accusations. I feel Hall has spoken his feelings in clear, thoughtful ways over the past two years. And from what I've read, his accuser has not publicly objected to the band's return. If she had, I wouldn't have had this conversation. I understand that your feelings may be different from mine. I respect that. Those accusations and the way Evan Stevens Hall responded to them are part of the Pine Grove story now. You can read more about this story in The New Yorker, and there's also a Pitchfork article published in 2018. This conversation won't directly address the subject. What I talked with Evan Stevens Hall about is the songwriting process on Marigold and fan reactions to these songs through their interpretation of the music tablature. I see a great deal of enthusiasm from fans posting their pine tabs. So let me explain this pine tabs thing. Tablature is a way for a musician to learn the chords of a song. So say you know and love a song and want to learn how to play it on the guitar or piano, you can buy a music book or look online for what are called tabs. And then because you know how the song goes, you can start strumming the chords and singing the song. But in the case of the new album Marigold, Pinegrove released the tabs before the album came out, before anyone knew the songs, and that's where it gets interesting. Fans of the band took the chords and the words and tablature and started making up their own ideas of how the song should go. They made up the melody lines, guessing what the tempo might be, and these pine nuts, as some Pinegrove fans call themselves, took these pine tabs and started posting them online, in particular on Instagram. We have a number of those videos up online on the All Songs website. Evan explains the origins of these tabs. I suppose the first thing to say about it is I write songs that are intended for people to sing along to and for people to learn how to play. And so we wanted to make that as easy as possible by just putting up accurate tabs for all of our songs on our website. That's step one. That was that was the, um, the impetus. But then we'd finished them before Marigold itself was set to be released and we thought how strange and interesting given that tablature is the the whole premise is kind of based on 
having heard the music because that's sort of like half of the notation is your ears right because tablature um, is, is a it's a guide <laughs> right it's a, it, it, yes exactly it's a very accessible and ultimately kind of bare notational system for music but it, it's it's meant to be playing songs that you already know and so we were we were thinking how strange and interesting would it be if these tabs were for songs that you didn't know so you put these into the world expectations uh exceeded <laughs> um, we we didn't we didn't really know uh what to think quite when it comes down to it kind of an abstract project tablature does not notate tempo or well most importantly melody and so when people were taking their own um their own crack at a, a song of their choice they were making a lot of the decisions that a songwriter would be making. All that was given them were the lyrics and the chords and the relationship of those two. So when the chord changes uh, with reference to the lyrics. But we had, we had just an incredibly diverse and not to mention abundant range of submissions. We were so excited with how people responded to the project. Let me play this one. It's from uh, Francis of Delirium is her Instagram name, and uh, the, she does a version of Alcove. So let's hear a bit of that. I want to hear her music because that's really good. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I'll also mention she did another uh, rendition of the same song, similar melody, but a completely different phrasing. And I, I don't know, I, I, th this, this one was my favorite for a lot of reasons. I think, first of all, she just wrote a good song. There is just really thoughtful, urgent, almost angular phrasing, which I think shows what this project does well like it, it, there's no notation for when to change the chords and she made really interesting decisions about when to do that do you think that that some of these people were uh, uh channeling your spirit did you hear some of you uh you know because th these are people obviously who are fans of yours and the band did you hear some of Pine Grove coming back at you? Well, some of them were, ironically or coincidentally, however you want to put it, pretty similar to the song that I wrote. Which they um, hadn't heard yet. <laughs> which they hadn't heard yet. But more than anything, I think I heard them coming through. It's just such a, such a light, uh, a lightly colored lens that I'm providing them. And so it's more of themselves than, than of me. It, that was especially evident when you saw people submitting multiple ones. It's like, wow, all of these sort of sound the same, and they don't sound like Pine Grove. I'm going to play. The album's only been out a few days, and people may not have heard the original. So let's let's play some of that.
go if you want I'll cove in the dark yellow marigold all folded in the front The words of this song are so beautiful and thoughtful, and I thank you for that. Thank you. The thought and, and origins of of this song for you? Well, so I, I like to write albums kind of all together, and I'd say that each song is trying to offer a different perspective on one of the the main themes of the album. And so this is a song that I see about, um, I think it's about hibernation. More broadly, Marigold is a lot about patience. Marigold, the album that is. So this is about a long winter for a flower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you probably learned a lot about uh, marigolds doing this record. And uh, is it where you live in, uh, I, I assume it's more uh, um, rural, landscape are there marigolds uh where you are and that's why they popped into the your head and your thoughts when you were writing this it's not so much that i encountered them in the wild i was looking for a vivid yellow flower um i, I like to write albums that are in response to a previous or previous work pretty much or just like you know kind of in conversation with the body of work and so we have our album cardinal and that is our red album if you will <laughs> and then skylight is blue well, I and so i, I yeah. yeah and so it seemed incumbent on me to try to write a yellow one is there anything metaphorical about a, a marigold i mean yeah sure um I don't know All much about marigolds, so I'm a city kid, so help me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, well, I, I mean, I suppose any flower, there's the hibernation uh, period of it. Uh, you know, there are different seasons to it, and so there's uh, it's a more um, patient process, and it kind of, I think, exposes or uh, maybe addresses the duality we all feel. You know, sometimes we feel horizontal and sometimes we feel vertical. Um, <laughs> sometimes we feel up and sometimes we feel down. Though in the course of talking to people about this album, I've learned that the Dia de los Muertos flower is the marigold because it allegedly smells strong enough to bring the dead back across the meridian and wow. into life. Wow. Uh, so, so that turned out to just be extremely concordant with the themes that I was trying to ask about. So I was happy to learn that. <laughs> That's awesome. What, what, let's play another tab. You want to do another one of, uh, of Alcove? Sure. Uh, maybe the 
the Reina Yasmin one. You didn't send her the original of this, did you? <laughs> she kind of nailed it. I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I wonder how much, and th this was a question throughout, how much the, the mood of the lyrics ends up dictating some musical choices. I mean, that's always on my mind, the conversation between what the words are saying and uh, you know, how we're saying it texturally. Uh, versus uh, textually. So, you know, it's possible that we, we were able to occupy the same energetic space there mm -hmm. from from the way the lyrics made reference. There was a fellow, uh, well, actually, I think it was the daughter who um, heard her dad do a version of Alcove, and uh, he's not such a big Instagrammer. She posted the song for him. His name, uh, I, I think his name is Garth. And uh, yes. can I play some of Because that, that was another world there. So let's, let's play a little Garth here. I'll go if you want. I'll cove in the dark I'll go if you want I'll cove in the dark I'll cove in the dark Yellow marigold All folded up in the front this fellow finger picked, which is something that uh, felt surprising to me. How about you? Yeah, it was great. I mean, he made a lot of extrapolations and kind of uh, artistic decisions with with the skeleton that was provided. He took the liberty of repeating certain lines and yeah, made this lovely finger picking pattern, which all led to him making the song that he wanted to hear, I have to guess. <laughs> so very much in the spirit of the project. Would you think to ever uh, reach out after the fact to any of these folks to, uh, I don't know, conversation, thought? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm curious, certainly, to hear more about people's process and just kind of to talk about songwriting. It's basically my favorite topic to talk about, mm -hmm. um, though I, I, I haven't reached out to, yeah. to anybody. Let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back. Let's talk when we come back from the break. Uh, about your songwriting process. I'm talking with Evan Stevens-Hall of the band Pine Grove, and you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp, a truly affordable online counseling service. Fill out a questionnaire online and get matched with a licensed counselor best suited to your mental health needs. Whether it's depression, anxiety, or trauma, BetterHelp will help you overcome what stands in the way of your happiness. Learn more at BetterHelp.com and get 10% off your first month with promo code SONGS. BetterHelp. Get help. Anytime. Anywhere. Support for NPR comes from Newman's Own Foundation, working to nourish the common good by donating all profits from Newman's Own food products to charitable organizations that seek to make the world a better place. More information is available at Newman'sOwnFoundation.org. 
It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm talking with Evan Stevens Hall. He's in New Jersey. I'm here in Washington, D.C. Uh, we were talking about the songwriting process. Do you schedule, like get up in the morning and have to put something on paper? Is it even paper? Is it when it's when it comes? How, how do you like to work? How does your best stuff come to be? How does my best stuff happen? Um, I think the very best stuff happens spontaneously, yeah. without plan. I'm doing something else that only requires a, a small part of my brain, uh, something mechanical, maybe maybe driving, maybe walking. Yeah. And then ambiently in the background, my brain is still working on solving a song puzzle. And then, at least from my perspective, it just sort of spontaneously appears in the foreground of my consciousness, which is, you know, what a nice present that is. And I, I'm, I'm thinking, too, of the, the poet... Wallace Stevens, who um, would walk to and from work and would compose there and compose back. I, I kind of relate to that. I think my best songs happen while walking. Then s step two is, because uh, they don't arrive f fully formed, you have to kind of um, poke at the corners of it and, you know, to shift it around in your hands, see how many sides this shape has, see what shape the shape is. Recently, I have been working in longhand, writing uh, with a pen on paper. And I think that that suits my mind best. And also, I mean, w what a constant struggle it is against the uh, d digital distractions. I, I, I find that if I'm writing on my cell phone, and I do if, if it's the only thing that I have um, in the notes app. Yeah. Um, but I'm less likely to push a idea as far as it will go because um there's just like a tiny bell in the side of my head that's ringing telling me to check one of my favorite social media apps or something <laughs> you know it, it's it's very impulsive and it interrupts an idea uh it it makes me not go as deep as i probably would if there were no other distractions so um it's paper for me i want to do another one i want to do a can we do a different song sure uh i want to play your version first of the opening track of the record called Dotted Line. And then I want to play the uh, Paul Yoon music uh, version of it. Ignore the wreckage on the shoulder I cross the border into New Jersey Where a dotted line from
Did anyone uh, try to be a band, by the way? Did, or were they all fairly solo uh, tabs, by the way? Yeah, um, we had really diverse submissions. There were some people who seemed to have recorded uh, themselves over themselves, kind of, huh. you know, uh, bedroom recording style uh, where they are their own band. And then some people recorded a live version of multiple people playing together and sometimes not even multiple people. There's one that's a, a band of an off-screen human and an on-screen dog who's singing. Um, so I was very impressed with, with that. Uh, we have to play that, by the way, that dog thing. <laughs> I, in fact, I, everybody sit tight because we're getting there. <laughs> uh, let me play uh, Paul Yoon's uh, version of this. Cause, uh, oh, great. Uh, and yeah. by the way, the sound of the band on that song just grabbed me, and the drums in particular were uh, yeah. just amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. I just had this thought that it would be an awesome thing and uh, <laughs> no answer necessary here which would, would be to get these people up on stage to open the show where they do one of your songs one of their songs and and it would just be <laughs> i don't know just struck me as being a heartwarming thing to do but oh i think that'd be so great yeah it's uh, some uh some live live pine tab it's <laughs> exactly. a good idea yeah. uh paul yoon uh anything about what he did to dotted line that either made you think differently about the song or just you appreciated it was such a sensitive rendering i loved the finger picking pattern i loved uh it moved me it moved me i could i could hear that in in his voice that he connected with something with it and i connected to that um i mean what what better way to to build community than to you know this reciprocal and mutual emotional connection that actually is the beauty of going to pine grove shows is is the community that is formed and the people singing along and do you remember the first time that happened there's i I love going to a show where a band is new and they've come and they've played a show uh and uh i remember this with sylvanesso where they came played a little club dc9 and dc was uh, you know coffee the song had just come out and probably for the first time, people are singing back their songs to them. 
As a songwriter, performer, do you remember that moment? It just seems like it would be a memorable thing. Um, yeah, well, it happened pretty gradually. Like, uh, I think it started first in Montclair. There was, there was a, um, a basement venue called the Bat Cave where we would play a lot. You know, it started first with maybe the, the first three rows of people right. whoever had pushed to the front because um, they were enthusiastic <laughs> about our set and they're familiar with our recordings right. but uh yeah i mean how t- how surprising and exciting and affirming uh when when there's a whole crowd of people connecting with the music i've been thinking about this a lot lately um you know what it means for me to write songs in the first person that then other people are singing also, of course, in the first person. You know, I want people to be able to inhabit what I'm writing. And then there's also just what, what do we call it grammatically when there are a lot of people singing in the first person? Is this the first person plural? Is this uh, some, some sort of, uh, you know, communal, uh, communal I? I love that. I think you, I think you nailed it right there. The communal eye. When you put a song in the world, do you care? Do you want the original intent of your song to be understood by those listening? Uh, one of the beauties of songs for me is that I have no. I don't know. I mean, it just it'll hit me and mean something inwardly to me. And I wonder, as a songwriter, especially this song, which is so personal and thoughtful, uh, I just wondered whether you care i mean there's going to be people who have no idea who pine grove is going to pop up algorithmically on their thing and they're going to hear this song and they'll take it that way and then there are people who know you and know the last couple of years of your life and will take it that way do you care um well i i want to resist a um a strictly autobiographical reading because i think that in a sense that limits um the scope of what i'm trying to do it's it's my hope that uh, someone can find themselves in the music. It's intended as kind of an emotional Rorschach, if you will, um, where uh, whatever somebody needs, hopefully they can find it in one of our songs. That's beautiful. So, uh, the most surprising singer <laughs> of all of yes. the is... Uh, <laughs> is um, well, how do I get into this? So... Uh, <laughs> a very good singer too. So I, oh I, God. when I was watching this, I, it, there's, I felt so emotional. There, there was, there's really, uh, there was heart in it. You can really tell. I'm sneaking it in here. Here it is. This is a version of Marigold. I want that album. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's uh, definitely uh, at the vanguard of uh, interspecies ensembles. 
Do you know anything I, I, about I, this I, dog and this performer? <laughs> no, I, I want to know this dog's name. Um, they didn't include include the name in the tag, so I don't know. Who is this mystery dog? If you... <laughs> If if you're listening out there and you are this dog, please contact Pine Grove. You have you have a, a, a open invitation, no expiration date on this invitation. <laughs> Perfect. Um, by the way, the user was D Thomas Hall, but is that true or is that just re- a repost that I saw? Oh yeah, that's true. No relation, as far as I know. Because uh, you're, you're in your father, a D Hall. Uh, yeah, dog? he is. Right. Yeah, okay. He, he is. It's, it's a coincidence. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. This has to happen. You all have to find one <laughs> another now for sure. Yeah. Family reunion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, alternatively, if you're listening to this and you're a long lost relative, please, uh, <laughs> please make contact. Uh, your your dad and uh, uh, and and Nick and Zach's dad play on this record what are they playing what song are they on a few my dad's playing piano on maybe four songs including dotted line endless huh? neighbor and then so his name's doug hall yeah. and then mike levine is playing pedal steel on a number of tracks but so is nick levine so at this point and then josh is playing slide guitar so it's kind of indiscernible uh from as far as just you know that musical slip and slide sound um i don't know who's playing what at this point (laughs) but you know thanks to all of them for their brilliant contributions so amazing that the two dads played and then the two sons play i I love that i wonder how many generations this will go huh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah who knows well i, I mean i i my my grandmother uh, my dad's mother was um was a pianist some of my dad's earliest memories are sitting underneath the piano uh when my grandmother his mother would play at night and so uh, i wonder if osmotically if you will uh, if that's how it got into his brain and into his fingertips and then i inherited the the itch too amazing amazing I'd like to go out on the instrumental that ends the record, Marigold, and you hadn't done anything that I know of like this before. Is that, first of all, is that just you? And then how did that come to be in choosing that also as an ending piece? I intended uh, for listeners to be dropped into kind of an an affirming emotional space um, at the end of the record, acknowledging that there is something kind of challenging uh, about uh, what the listener has taken through in in this record. And so there's that, but then also just the acknowledgement that um, algorithmically there's going to be another song uh, right at the end of our album. And so I wanted to intentionally make space for reflection at the end of the record. I made this song with Nick and Sam it started in my brain, but we all kind of, uh, th- there are a lot of creative and technical decisions to figure out how to make it sound like, well, like, like the petals of a flower. Hmm. That's beautiful. I love talking to you and, and uh, truly love your music and look forward to seeing you again perform these songs. Thanks so much, Bob. Evan Stevens Hall. The new album by Pine Grove is called Marigold. Let's go out on the title track, what is also the closing track to the record. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered. Mm-hmm.